Join me for a hymn sing at the 2023 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference, Friday, June 16th, and Saturday, June 17th, at Concordia University, Chicago. This year's theme, Things Above. Learn more and register at issuesetc.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is brought to you in part by the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. LHF is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, dedicated to translating and publishing the books of our Lutheran faith into more than 100 languages for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Learn how you can take part in their work at lhfmissions.org. Welcome to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Wheaton. And Jesus, the good God in our flesh and blood, he's the savior of sinners. He can get the rich man through the needle's eye. He alone can drive out the love and trust of riches from our hearts and make us new men and women. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a daily verse-by-verse Bible study with the church, past and present. Pastor Whedon is leading us in a study of the Gospel of St. Luke. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Greetings, people loved by God. Last time we met the rich young ruler who came to Jesus, apparently quite in earnest, with a troubled heart and conscience. His salvation was nagging at him. He just knew that there had to be something more than he was actually doing. He asks Jesus what that more must be for him to inherit eternal life. Interesting choice of word there, inherit. But he had called Jesus good teacher. Jesus will not let that slip past. He asks why he is calling him good when there is no one who is good but God. Thus, he in effect starts with him being God and good and this man, whether he knows it or not, like the rest of us, being evil. But the fellow clearly doesn't think that way. Jesus reminds him of the second table of the law his duties toward his fellow human beings. He insists he's done all those things from the time he was a child. Jesus, looking at him, loving him, tells him that he really lacks just one thing. And to show him that one thing, Jesus instructs him to go and sell everything he owns and to give it all away to the poor and then come and follow Jesus. So the pile of his wealth on one side and just Jesus all by himself on the other. Mammon or God? Can't have both. Which will it be? Remember the man's face, his profound sadness as he turns away, having his inner idolatry completely exposed. Far from keeping the law, he hadn't even kept the first of the commandments. He loved his stuff more than he loved his God. And Jesus let him and us sit with that and ponder it. And there is none good. There is none good but God alone. And if we imagine that we are an exception, Jesus is here to show us how very wrong we are about ourselves. The continuation of the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter, beginning at the 24th verse. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle and for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? 
But he said, What is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, See, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal life. Luke 18, verses 24 to 30. Let us pray. Grant, we beg you, Almighty God, to us and to your whole church, your Holy Spirit, and the wisdom that comes down from above, that your word may not be bound, but have free course and be preached and taught to the joy and the edifying of Christ's holy people, that in steadfast faith we may serve you and in the confession of your name abide to our end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So you're ready to work through this passage today? Let's dig in. Verse 24. Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Now, we've noted how Luke especially loves to emphasize this point, the dangers of wealth. We saw it already back in the woes in the Sermon on the Plain. Luke 6, verse 24, but woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. In Luke 8, Jesus warns, and as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. We heard Jesus teach about how the rich fool in Luke 12 forgot all about the day of judgment. And then he concludes, so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Then later in the same chapter, Luke 12, verse 33 and 34, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then... We heard in chapter 16 the amazing story of Lazarus and the unnamed rich man. So this is a theme of Jesus' preaching and teaching, which Luke loves to highlight, and he's been emphasizing it from the get-go. Wealth poses a real danger to human salvation, not because wealth is sinful, but because the human heart that clings to wealth is sinful. It looks to riches for what it ought only seek from God. Maybe it was the look on the disciples' face, a look of astonishment, which led Jesus to put it in unmistakable terms for them and for us. Verse 25. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Picture camel, picture the needle's eye, Maybe picture looking at the camel through the needle's eye. And Jesus says, yep, easier to get that beast through that little hole than for someone who is rich to enter God's kingdom. For years, folks have tried to mitigate this saying of Jesus. I've heard all about a supposed gate in Jerusalem that was called the eye of the needle, which it was supposed to be very hard to get through if your camel was laden. It had to be divested of all its goods to make it through. 
Even our faithful St. Cyril of Alexandria in the 5th century goes off the rail on this one, insisting that by camel, Jesus is actually referring not to an animal, but to a thick cable of sorts. That's hard to get through the eye of a needle, but not impossible. Any mitigation that removes the impossibility of humans achieving this runs flat out contrary to what Jesus says next. And yes, you And I, we count as rich persons. As we well learned, when we pictured the pile of our stuff on the one side and Jesus all by himself on the other. Verse 26. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? Now this is a cry of godly despair, people loved by God. They got what Jesus was saying here. He wasn't saying that saving a rich man was hard. He was saying that from the human side, it is an impossibility. Verse 27. But he said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Let those words sink into your ears and heart. What is impossible with man is possible with God. On man's side, there was only evil. But on God's side, there is holy goodness. And Jesus, the good God in our flesh and blood, he's the savior of sinners. He can get the rich man through the needle's eye. He alone can drive out the love and trust of riches from our hearts and make us new men and women. But... It is, as he says this, that some of those disciples of his who had done exactly that, you know, turning their backs on all their stuff and their families even and following him, well, their brows begin to cloud as they think of the implications of what he is saying. Peter, as is usual, blurts out what the rest of them are thinking. Verse 28, and Peter said, see, we have left our homes and followed you. St. Luke left out the rest of Peter's question, but it's implied here, even as it is explicitly stated in Matthew 19, verse 27. What will we then have? And also from St. Matthew, remember that it is this conversation that Jesus has with Peter and the others that leads into the parable of the workers in the vineyard, Matthew 21 to 16. Workers who gripe about the generosity of the master giving to those who haven't worked as hard and long and sacrificed as much as they, the exact same wage. Peter is definitely griping here. Jesus, you work in some kind of cheesy miracle to bring in those rich folks who haven't sacrificed like we have? Seriously? And yes, the not fair is all but blotted out. What will we have? Jesus makes it clear that no one who follows him is going to lack for anything. Listen, verse 29. And he said to them, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. Verse 30, who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal life. Have you ever thought of the marvelous way this comes to fulfillment? I always imagine this. You see, I took a call from North Carolina to Illinois at a time when my mother was suffering from Alzheimer's. My mom's youngest sister let me know she did not approve of me moving so far away from my mom back then. I did, and I do feel badly about it. 
But the weird thing to me was how God provided moms. For me, even here, I had to say farewell to my mom, even though she didn't pretty much know who I was by then. But then God gave me in my congregation, Wilma and Clara, two very sweet ladies who became like my mom. I remember Wilma chewing me out for leaving the dishes in the church kitchen unwashed. Hey, I was coming back to do them, but I had to deal with the fiery Wilma instead, reminding me that we don't have maid service at this church pastor. I remember bursting out in laughter and saying, yes, mom. She was actually born the same year as my mother and the same month and only a few days later. And then sweet Clara, who only died this year, who is so much my mom that she once threatened to turn me over her knee. Ha! Yeah, in the church, God provides more than we could ever want for the things that we have to leave behind. So even before the joys of the age to come and eternal life in the community of the church, God provides us with a new home and a new family, and they become indeed very, very dear to us. Following Jesus, we don't end up the losers. Now, that's where we're going to call our hiatus for today. Next up, Jesus will take the 12 aside to himself and will once more make very plain what is about to happen when they finally arrive at Jerusalem. And what awaits is the accomplishment of everything written about the Son of Man and the prophets. Everything. So the sufferings and death of Isaiah 53, the handing over to the Gentiles of Psalms 2 and 22, the spitting and the rejection, but then also the glorification of Psalm 16 and of Daniel 2, so many other places. Everything in the word which it had foretold of what awaits the Messiah is now coming to a head, and he explicitly lays it all out. But natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. And so even though he stated the gospel truths to them in clearest terms, they simply didn't get it. They did not grasp what he was saying. It was all hidden from them at the time. The Spirit, of course, would make it clear, but he would not be poured out until after the Passion, Resurrection, and Ascension had taken place. Till next time, people loved by God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Word of the Lord Endures Forever with Pastor Will Whedon. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a listener-supported program. You can donate by check, make your check payable to The Word Endures, and send it to Box 616, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also make a secure online contribution at thewordendures.org. The Word of the Lord Endures Forever is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.